So I'm coming up on a pretty significant milestone in my life, um, which is that in a few days, it'll be uh, 10 years since I lost my best friend. And um, it's really making me think about how much has happened in the last 10 years and kind of reflect on where I was at that time and all the things that have essentially happened this year's not been too bad. Normally when it's uh when when this anniversary comes around it's it's definitely been challenging in the past. Um I've even been like stop drinking for like for the la- for the first 7 years of his anniversary I stopped drinking for 30 days leading up to April 14th. Um because I just felt like I needed to not basically like I it was a nice thing to then have back in my life. Hang on, I'm just going to turn this off too. Hang on. Uh, though I am waiting for a call. Uh, one of my students is dropping off a watch from his company, so I'm really pumped about that. Um, so I, I, I would stop drinking because I felt like it was a it was a challenge. I really didn't want the anniversary to come, and so I would take something away that I really valued, which was my you know I liked drinking you know in my early twenties. I I still like drinking now, but it was a much more significant pastime, and I would take it away so that by the time the anniversary came around, I could drink again, and that kind of made it a little bit easier because it was like I was getting something back even though I had lost something, and now going into year ten. Um, it's interesting how I, I, I didn't do that this year, uh, for a variety of reasons. Also, my, uh, partner is her birthday is like right in the middle of when I'd usually do it. And so for the last couple of years, like uh, I'll cheat her to have, you know, have a drink on her birthday. Um, but anyway, uh, so this anniversary is coming up. It's been 10 years since his death. Um, we were super close. We grew up together next door neighbors, uh, I actually have a ton of footage of us as kids and of our time together, and I, I can't wait to eventually turn that into something, uh, some great film. And it doesn't have to be great, but some film that I can put out because um, it's no one's really seen it or looked at it at least in a, you know over a decade. Um, and so we were super super close, and uh, we hung out all the time. And he was super inspiring to me. His parents not only was he an incredibly nice person, um, that was very helpful. And um, just a really supportive and understanding friend uh, and someone I really enjoyed spending time with. But he'd also, you know, he'd encourage me. He had a lot of the traits that I didn't have at the time. Um, And I think a lot of my personality now has come out of losing him and then wanting to kind of keep elements of him alive in me in ways that I I definitely didn't have the skills for at the time. I, I think I was a lot more... Um, kind of pessimistic and anxiety ridden, and uh, and and kind of not fully checked into who I was or what I wanted out of life in a way that I felt he was. Um, right around the time before he passed away, um, he had just built a company, uh, or it was like in the early stages of building a brand in with leather and leather jackets and in fashion. Um, it was my girlfriend at the time was helping him out. She was from New York. Um, she was living in Toronto for school and, and we were living together. And so we all, we ended up all spending a lot of time together 
and uh, she decided she would help him on on the business. You know, she was a lot more entrepreneurial than I was at the time. I had no entrepreneurial really inclinations. I mean, I probably did, but I didn't know that they were there. Um, and and essentially, so they started working on this, and then I became, you know, I wanted to help too. So I I was the documentarian. I was the uh, content managing person. I was the content marketer for the brand. Um, and, and he had a lot of access to fashion and clothes because his parents owned a clothing store that, um, did handmade leather goods and they were very successful in the city. And so he had access to all the leather, all the patterns, everything that requires to make garments. And so it was like custom leather jackets. We put up a website, um, it was called Code, and um, we even had a show in New York, um, and we all went out there, and uh, yeah, just had a really, you know, had a, had a had a decent time. I had a fun time. That night actually was not that fun for me. I, I kind of, it was fun there, and then I kind of had a breakdown later. Um, I was just in a really insecure place in my life, and I, I, I think that I had to end up apologizing to him for a number of things, but he took it very well. Um, And I'm happy that I did because I had no idea that a few months later he'd be gone and uh, my, a whole other part of my life and journey would start. Um, And that day, sometimes like the weather around spring really kind of brings that up. Although, you know, spring here is, seems far gone. Like I can hear some birds, but it hasn't yet to be warm here in Toronto. Um, uh, that day, he had this really big fight with his parents, and they were fighting at the store, and then he was like, we got to meet up, so we met up, and we just hung out around the city and did a bunch of stuff and had some drinks, and then he came back to my place, and he was just talking about all this stuff and how, um, you know, just his ideas for moving the company forward and what he was going to do and how he was going to, you know, just do the next stage of his life, and we just talked about goals and a bunch of stuff. Um, he went to go, he's going to go back to the gym and just everything. And when he said he was going to do something, he did it. He was incredibly, um, motivated and driven. And, um, he, you know, again, just had, had a bunch of qualities that I think have become more popularized in the last number of years, but he definitely had them, um, when he was younger. I mean, guess he would have been about 21 when all this was going on. Um, then he left my house at like maybe like one o'clock in the morning. Obviously, we we're next door neighbors, so we just went next door. And then uh, he never woke up. And they couldn't really figure out what happened, even in an autopsy. Um, but essentially, that was it. And the next number of days were really challenging. Um, and, you know, between me and, and and seeing his parents and doing a bunch of stuff and funeral and friends and just all the complications that it caused including it in my relationship because you know they were working together too and it was kind of the beginning of the end for us too we ended up breaking up about a year later um but it really put me in a downward spiral for i would say a little while and his younger brother you know told me there he was like you know you can't uh just keep going we got to keep going basically and and him and I are still are still fairly close, uh, which is great. And so, all this to say that it's interesting to think about where I was then and where things are now, because a lot of a lot of what I'm doing now 
stemmed from that experience and stemmed from this realization that I needed to make a change in my life and I wanted to do it. I wanted to go entrepreneurial. I wanted to be someone who made more money. I wanted to be a more grounded, kinder, more self-actualized version of myself. And I've essentially spent the last 10 years trying to do that. And I, I still think I have ways to go, obviously, because you never really stop your personal dev, I guess. But I really, um, yeah, I really decided I was going to, to do that. Hey, just uh, I had to stop it for a second. Uh, he brought the watch that I was talking about. So super excited. And uh, I'm going to put it on after. Um, so what I was basically saying is that, um, you know, that experience really pushed me into entrepreneurship and pushed me into everything that I've been doing for the last few years. And, um, you know, I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, before that, I never really cared too much about money or sort of how I was going to live my life or what I was going to do. And this really shifted all of that for me. Um, I remember just thinking when I was like in the most challenging period of it, like, I just wish I could go somewhere right now. I wish I could leave. I wish I could travel somewhere and just get away. Like I even deleted, well, I p deleted my Instagram basically. I mean, my Facebook because Instagram was very new at that point. Moved my Facebook because I didn't want people messaging me. I didn't want to talk about what was going on. I didn't want to, um, I just wanted to escape. And I was really, it was really obvious that money was, it doesn't solve all your problems as I've realized now, but it's way better than not having it because life happens, you know, challenge happens, you lose people, um, stuff sucks. Uh, like there's things out of your control. A lot of things are in your control, but there's things out of your control. And money really helps, at least for me, deal with the things that are out of my control because it's super easy to spiral and add things on top. It's like, oh, you've just lost your best friend. And, you, and also, I don't have enough money to like even do the things that I want. And like, I think I had like $62 in the bank account at that point, which was like good for me at that point. Um, and anyway, so, and also, I wanted to have his entrepreneurial legacy, I guess, live on in me in some way. So after a lot of years of work, um, I finally, so after a lot of years of just, I mean, personal work, just like getting myself into a better place, because as I said, a year later, then I broke up with my girlfriend and that was a whole downward spiral of crap, uh, in terms of just how I felt. And I, I genuinely felt I would never recover from that experience. Um, because there was like a cheating thing and la la la, and it just sucked. And I know I've got decisions to make in terms of you know, how much I'm drinking, how much, what I'm, what I'm doing, and how I choose to go about the situation. Um, I feel like you go, there's like two sides of me. There's the side that wants to just give up and just be upset. And then there's the side that wants to hope and risk and put a little bit in that sort of the long term. The long-term goal is just to see, to see what happens and make what happens. I will be a different person.
because I'm going to make myself a different person. Interestingly enough, that is what led me to find stuff on the internet and learn about this whole internet world. Um, I bought a couple of products to help me feel better and to deal with my mindset. They were like $47. And then as I looked into it more, I was like, who are these people making this information? Cause it's really helpful and awesome. And, it, and, and for a really long time, I felt like I owed the internet like almost for my life because I had been in many situations, even before, you know, Johnny's death that, um, I turned to the internet for support and, it made me feel like it was a space that I really wanted to be a part of. And I really wanted to find a way to work in it, to make money in it, to give back in it, to continue to engage in it. And I, I still do all those things. I do all those things today. And then obviously in that time I did a bunch of other things too. I, I, I made a couple of movies. I got to go to some awesome festivals. I um, started a business. And so when I, when I bought some of those programs, Another thing was happening in my life at that time where um, I had reconnected with an old friend from high school who had started a brand that uh, they had a storefront and all those things, and I, I really needed some company, so I'd go hang out at the store, and I had this distinct thought like, I need, I want to help him. I want to help him in some way. I want to contribute to this. I don't know what skills I have. All I knew is that I could make movies and I could video and I did do some of that, but I wanted another skill. Like I wanted something that I felt like I could get good at that involved money that was in a space that wasn't movie making um, and that I could add some value to not just him, but to other people. And that's when I became a Facebook advertiser. And I would see Facebook ads. I was actually, I was at a party and um, my one of my old high school friends brought this shirt out. We both love Buffy the Vampire Slayer and she brought this shirt out and it had like, you know, I'm a slayer on it. Like it had a Buffy thing on it. And I was like, where did you get this? She's like, I got it on a Facebook ad. And that's when I, because I had been scanning and looking, where should I be in this space? Like in the internet space, what should I do? And um I got really into learning about Facebook ads. So I set up some stores. I bought a bunch of classes. I started running ads for people for like 50 bucks or free. I did most stuff for free for probably like a year. Um, any opportunity that I could to run Facebook ads, I would run them. Again, set up my own store. I had a job at the time, so I used my money from the job to invest in my ads and to make sales and to learn all of that stuff. And then after about a year at my job, I was like, I really want to go full time with this. And I really want to, you know, I I wanted to leave my job because I was only making 25000 a year, which to some people might be a lot, but it was not a lot. It did not feel like a lot for a full time job. And uh, I like I was living at home uh, because there's no way I could have afforded an apartment I think like after taxes, the salary was like, I might have taken home like $1,600 a month. Um, and when you don't have any buffer, that sucks. So uh, I worked there for a year, learned a ton of stuff. I worked at a talent agency and I, I got to meet a bunch of actors and, and do a lot of really cool stuff in the film and television industry. Um, and then I was like, I don't want to be in a job where the amount that I work is kind of capped by my salary. I want to be in a situation where I can have a little bit more control over what I'm doing. 
So when I'd already had some of these stores, so I was like, I'm going to go full time. I didn't even know the term SMMA, um, which is social media marketing agency. Um, but right when I left, about a month after I left, uh, so I left my job, went to New York for a weekend, hung out with some friends. And then when I came back, I was like, what am I going to do next? I was also working at a bar uh, for money, so I was bartending. But I was like, I'm going to do this on the side. And then I found Ty Lopez's SMMA second beta version. I think it was like, yeah, maybe like 2016. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And one of my business partners who I was already living with at the time, who we were making films together, and he was very supportive of my career, was like, you need this. You have to do this. This is exactly what you want to be doing and go for it. So I joined that, learned a bunch of stuff about how to get clients, how to sell, how to package, what's involved in digital marketing and marketing in general. Um, and then I uh, very quickly, so I was brought into this group and I didn't think they had enough Facebook ad content. At that point, I had spent like thousands in my Facebook ad education and run a lot of ads. And I felt like they kind of skimmed over the details of how adverti Facebook advertising works. And so I was now in a group of thousands of people who were asking questions that I had answers to. Um, you know, they wanted to know how to target people and how to add more ad accounts into their business manager and how to troubleshoot, um, you know, ads that weren't working or how to read data. And I felt like I had a good handle on that. So I started to make content around Facebook ads and all of a sudden, I just got a lot of connections, and some of those connections I still have to this day. I made a Facebook group, grew it to like 4,000 people in a very short period of time. I released two Facebook ad courses, um, and I started not just doing client work, but also helping agency owners run ads. At that same time, I got a job at a company uh, they did a lot of, uh, they had a, a clothing brand as well as uh, speakers that go to high schools and middle schools and talk about anti-bullying and LGBTQ plus support. Um, so I was hired as their advertiser and then I started becoming their speaker and then I was their marketing manager or the, the director of marketing. Um, and I traveled the whole country and, and spoke to a lot of students and as well as did marketing. And, uh, it was, it was pretty awesome oh, and made a ton of content too. Like we did uh, a bunch of videos. We did their, you know, social media shoots. We did lots of stuff that gave me a lot of really good experience. And, and then after that, I was sort of like, I kind of felt, I was kind of on the fence about Facebook ads and being a Facebook advertiser and making that my identity. I felt like I was a, was more there that there was more for me to do than just Facebook advertise because when you're just that you get creative from other people I wasn't able to say like this is the creative I need to make these ads work and it made me want to dive deeper into creative and and something I've you know thought about over the last number of years is like you know your your Facebook ads are only as strong as your creative and your creative is only as strong as your brand and the work that was done really showed me the power of brand building the power of using content to grow uh, a vibe and a vision and an image of what your content looks like and that facebook ads was just one part of that entire strategy 
There was another thing that was going on at that time too, which was the commoditization of what I felt the Facebook ad industry was, which was lots of people in the space, undercut prices all the time, lots of people who were, you know, the expectations around how long things take and how much things cost, I think was changing all the time. Facebook was also making a ton of changes that I think at one point I felt like, you know, you could put something up, they might shut down or they went down for a day and like no ads could go up. And I was just like, I don't want my whole career to be based on just whether Facebook is in a good mood or not or dealing or like things are working or not. And I found that a challenge too. Um, and then the other reason I got out of face, I, like, I don't, yeah, what am I trying to say? I don't, um, I don't want to say like I got out of Facebook ads entirely because like I'll still do Facebook ad strategy, although I just don't deploy them as much myself. Um, but get some water. So yeah, I didn't totally leave it. But another thing that made me want to not do Facebook ads as my main offer and the main thing that I was doing in the business was in about it was November of 2019. I um was launching a bunch of campaigns. I'd been working really hard almost, you know, every single day. Um, and I was on my computer all the time. And I also, uh, wear, I wear glasses, but I, at the time I was wearing contact lenses cause my glasses broke and glasses for me are much more expensive than contacts. I think contacts were like 120 bucks. Um, and glasses were like 500 bucks and I, I couldn't afford the glasses. So I just got contacts and I, I didn't replace my glasses. So I was wearing contacts 24-7 all day, every day, looking at little lines in the computer, doing Facebook ads. It's very technical. It's very detail-oriented. Um, and all of a sudden, I, like, started to notice slowly that, like, I couldn't really see, like, my vision. Like, I could kind of tell it was getting blurry. And, um, but I couldn't tell what it was from. And then eventually, I was like, I need to get glasses and again and I had so I was working on a lot of campaigns at that time because it's also right before Christmas which is a really big Facebook ad season and I was like I'm gonna get glasses so I went to my optometrist and they gave me some glasses with the prescription that was the same as my contacts and I put them on and I couldn't see basically at all like it was totally blurry couldn't drive couldn't anything and it was really scary and, uh, he, you know, I thought I'd maybe never get my sight back or that I just have to live like that. And it was like, it was like seeing underwater, like if your eyes are really teary. Um, and so he looked at my eyes and he basically was like, yeah, like the contact use has dried out. There's like this film over your eyes that lets you see clear. And I basically like destroyed that and it needed to be nursed back through drops and, a long period off contact lenses. I wear contacts again now, um, but I didn't wear them for about a year while I was like on drops every 30 minutes. And then slowly my vision started to come back and like, it was so nice and amazing. And um, anyway, so that was another reason why I was kind of like, I don't want my only job to be so based on just like, on something so technical and on these, you know, something that, I mean, obviously I don't want to lose my sight, but what I love about brand strategy is that I could do it blind. Not, I mean, like in some ways I could do it blind. I mean, I could, it's nice to be able to see the brand, but I can talk about brand concepts and never have to see anything. 
and it would still be valuable to businesses, which is awesome. So all for all of those reasons, I pivoted right around the end of 2019. Now, the beginning of 2020, we hit the pandemic. Luckily, I wasn't too affected because I work in internet and I, i.e. like I help businesses make more money online through strategy. Now more brand strategy, specifically storytelling strategy, and like how do they get their brand messaging out there? What platforms are they using? What strategies they should use? Um, and so that industry actually boomed. There was more people going into the space. There was more companies that wanted to make online, and all of the ecom time that I'd spent over the last at least six or seven years now became hugely popularized. And so um, the amount of companies that wanted videos and content, the amount of people that needed um, digital ad strategy just went up. And I was right there. So it was actually perfect timing. I spent basically from all of 2020 and all of 2021 I would call deep and study. I pulled back on content really hard. I stopped making a lot of stuff. At one point, I was like doing lives and I was posting on my Instagram all the time and 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 I was on Facebook groups and I kind of checked out of all of that. Um, I made another audio thing on that actually of like what that was about. And um, in very brief, I, I think I just needed to deeply study, go back internal. Um, I also met my fiance and you know, I, I was in a different phase of my life where I was focused a bit more on my relationship. Um, and I also just didn't want to be so public about what I was doing. And I, I felt like I was in a big transition myself, you know, going from one identity of like, I'm this Facebook advertiser that also does videos and stuff, but, um, into something new, uh, that I wasn't, I didn't know at that point. And now I have a lot more clarity on it now that it's been a couple of years, um, so now I'm I'm in a place where I can make a little bit more stuff again. But I basically spent, yeah, like 2020 and 2021 just really building up my brand chops, building up my skills, working with as many companies as possible, um, and studying and, and reinventing a, a lot of parts of myself, um, business and otherwise. And I 2021 was the best year that I've had. Um, I didn't have the most clients, but I did the most revenue that I've ever had. And I think I'm coming up to almost a million dollars in sales, which is feels really awesome. Um, obviously there's people way ahead of me and I, you know, so that could sound like a little, that could sound like a lot, who knows, but that's just the truth. That's where I'm at. And, um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to for the last few years. And I think moving forward, my next step for the next few years is keeping the best brand builder that I can be and keep learning about myself as much as possible and keep helping as many entrepreneurs that run brands, own brands, or even companies that sell products that they truly care about, they truly believe in, that they feel like is helping the world. You know, I I feel like storytelling drives culture. I feel like brands are some of the best representations we have of what it means to create culture. And I think creating culture is super important 
because we need to make the world that we want to live in and we need to have more you know space and love and support and representation for all kinds of people and i think that brands are an incredible way to do that and i'm really happy that i've i'm happy that i've found this part of my life um and i know that this is not the end of the story so things will keep going so all this to say you know 10 years ago things were totally different my life was rocked my life was changed and over the last 10 years you know i'm excited to see where uh the next 10 years take me <laughs>